I'm Carolyn Holzman, and this is Confessions of an SEO. These are my experiences in SEO, both as an SEO and as an SEO tester. So instead of telling you what someone else says about SEO, I believe in firsthand experience to understand Google, so I watch their feet. And if you're an independent or agency SEO, rest assured, I get you. And as a business owner or stakeholder who struggles to keep up on the SEO front, but you really don't want to show it, like for many years, I was a local business owner and I understand the frustration of being in charge, but not when it comes to something like SEO. And real quick, I want to thank Confessions Testing and Research Sponsor, the dental marketing guy, Justin Morgan. He owns and manages a marketing analyst and service firm for dentists. And you can find him by searching for the dental marketing guy or clicking the link in the description. Let's get started. Okay, welcome to season two, episode 44. Okay, you may not have felt it this week, but it was a very interesting one in the SERPs. Now, previously around October 10th or so was a day when what I saw was like the bottom fell out of the index, specifically the indexation test site that I have been running testing with for over a year and two months to be precise um all it just disappeared like nothing that was findable by its keywords was findable and then miraculously content was returned to the SERPs on November 1st now if you're interested in more information about the day-to-day experience of the indexation testing check out um it's a their daily short five-minute videos where I run through what's new and what's happening in the server logs. And it's called the no, the crawl or no crawl reports. And you can find it by Googling it. And it's, it's also in a widget on the Google index detector page. And uh, you can find that on American way media, or you can just Google Google index detector and you'll find it. It's the first result. Okay. So today I kind of want to talk about something that doesn't really get a lot of shall we say, critical feedback. Um, But it it appeals to the people who like to do 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 page site types of projects. And I'm probably not going to be popular in some recesses of the internet when I say this, but I kind of want to say mass sites with a local component are not all they're made out to be out of the box. Now, what the hell am I talking about? If, you, if you're not in SEO, there's software that can basically use a spreadsheet and can sort of push a button and push, you know, you've got all these pages. Now, it's kind of like the affiliate play, you know, where you're uh, a lot of agencies, you know, when you're only working on client sites, you're not building up any assets of your own. And so it makes a lot of sense to want to have assets that are owned that you invest all your SEO knowledge on, but they can't walk out the door because you own them. So um, a lot of a lot of agencies develop these sites, and they lease out the individual pages to local business businesses who are wanting to have new leads and prospects for their businesses. And I like it. Don't get me wrong. I I, I love having assets. Um, seven years ago or so, I met a now former business partner after we had both bought uh, the same product, which included the ability to uh, sort of pump out uh, gobs and gobs of pages um, 
a niche with a city. And uh, you, the idea was you could rent a page on the site because this magic software would make it easier to rank locally. And you would find a business that would rent the page and then there was some kind of overlay that um, you know you could attach so that that business, when, when anybody searched for that and let's say that page was ranking for that term, someone would click on it and they would, they would actually see the actual site of the actual business owner. And um, basically, you know, it's a templated site page. Uh, let's say it would be designed to rank for something, say, Plumber Austin. Now, it could be Miami Plumber or Dallas Plumber. The point was that it was a lot of pages that were pretty much all alike, more alike than dissimilar for sure, and that were you were to rank for those terms. And then getting that, let's say, once you got it to page one, you be renting the traffic essentially to independent business owners like plumbers. So you might charge, um, you know, what? well, I guess instead of what you would charge them to SEO their site, you know, you put your efforts into your own site and then you're renting this page. So if the business owner wants to quit, you haven't given your intellectual property to their site so they can just walk off with it. So you can see why I call it the affiliate type play. And in, and in that, the, the SEO goes into the mass site and the business rents the page, and this is how it sold. If you had 100 pages ranking in various localities, you know, it would be a no-brainer to charge businesses 500 a month to rent it, and that's a sweet little package of 50000 give or take, per month, and everybody lives happily ever after. You can see why they're so attractive. And this is often referred to as scale. Agencies love to use this word scale push button productivity very little human effort very little customization between pages yeah and when you look at what you can do with a cvs file and a, and a tech stack and suddenly within minutes you can have five thousand or more pages you know in in just like Blink an eye and bam, you've got this amazing site. And everybody's like, wow, let's book the Lambo now. Hold the phone. You've got scale, all right. But what no one tells you is that, yes, you can scale your way right into mediocrity. Well, gee, Carolyn, that's pretty harsh. Well, that particular site principle and format and everything, that did have a time where it worked out of the box. You know, kind of like, you know, 2013, 2014, 2015, let's say. You know, and out of the box. Well, right now, as it is, out of the box is a little out of luck. I'm working up to my eyeballs and projects whose backbone is essentially this. So. I am sharing my firsthand experience, like, you know, look at your clock, all right, it's today, I'm, I'm doing it. So, but here's, here is my holy grail for local, and that is the primary service terms that, like things like hot water repair, or lawn mowing service, or mobile mechanic, when those types of terms are searched without any city modifier, so 
I'm talking about you rank for hot water repair instead of hot water repair Austin. So when you search it without the city, do you show up? Now, a lot of SEOs think, well, if you just shove enough Austin everywhere and throw a lot of backlinks at it, you'll get it to rank for whatever term you tell Google. Now, keep in mind, I'm talking about thousands of pages on the same domain. None of them associated with any particular business or any particular location. Yeah, let's do that. I was working a couple of years ago at another agency, and there was a lot of effort that went into to rank exactly these types of things over a lot of different services. And it was frustrating because you do a lot of work and you'd see zero progress or slight progress and then nothing. And Google stopped indexing pages, would canonicalize some to others. Oh, and that particular joy... Um, to the one that no changes could actually be made to the pages, to the content on the pages. It had to be done through a third-party Google thing that, that used JavaScript. And it was a really, it is actually, a very helpful tool that creates A-B pages for testing. Now, all of this is great in theory. But in practice, when Google turns off rendered indexing, all that luscious, juicy optimizations that are wrapped in JavaScript, they disappear, as my mother used to say, like deviled eggs in a church social. Now, the reason I thought it would be a fun topic, mass sites, is because everybody talks about these sites like they can still work today, as, you know, out of the box that, that they, can, they can do it if you know if you know how to do SEO, you can make them rank, which is sort of kind of true, but not quite. Um, but that is until you start building them and working on them. Out of the box, they, they languish, depending on the competitiveness of the city, the niche that you're in. You know, they can languish anywhere from page three on back. It's almost like there's some kind of invisible force field that keeps them from ranking higher. So in my experience, you know, working on these things, they really kind of become little mini individual sites because not only do you need to optimize them for the niche, you've got to work on the geo signals that Google rewards. And so now we're talking about GBP, Google Business Profiles. And it's taken me probably close to seven months to change how I call them, because in the old days we called them GMBs, Google My Business. So um, if you haven't tried to get a, a GBP for home services lately, it's a whole nother game than it used to be. And the days of pretending to be a business to get one are, well, let's just say you really need to have a certain amount of tolerance for volatility. You know, building an entire business empire on GBPs to me personally, feels a bit like investing in crypto. It might work great one day, and then the next, you're the mayor of New York City and your salary check is effectively 30% less. He was getting paid in crypto, Bitcoin actually. Okay, well, that may be great for some, but it's really not for me. I, uh, you know, it's like I want assets, 
but I don't want them like that. And so, you know, what are the advantages, let's say, of a big niche site for local? Well, there are some. You know, the authority you build up is uh, because, like, every backlink for all your individual pages works for the domain. You know, and there's a tipping point where you potentially get to the point where you could either be mediocre or a little reckless with your SEO, but it doesn't hurt you in the same way that it can hurt a smaller site. Take a bite talks about that all the time, that, you know, bigger sites, once they achieve a certain, I mean, we used to call it page rank. It's probably still page rank, but we just don't know <laughs> because Google pulled that back in and made it private. Um, but, you know, let, let's say you, you've, you've got this and you really want to do it. You know, can you lease pages out to a business across the country or businesses across the country? You know, that could be a little tricky. Um, but maybe, you know, if you were optimizing, let's say for a non-local term and they do exist, um, and you had a way to deal with the calls, which you could then funnel leads to a business in that area that would pay you for the leads. You know, in my books, for me, that would be a nightmare. But, you know, if you find somebody who loves that kind of business, put them in charge of it, right? But when it comes to accounting for the shifts in the maps, algorithms, and the organic for local, uh, better know what you are attempting to get involved in. It gets real, and it gets real, real fast. So I don't know. If I were, if I were building such a site, I think I would do it as a, as a well, not a dictionary, a directory. You know, it would be like a company asset and businesses listed in the directory. It could be a source of revenue. Not as much like it's lead generation, but if you had enough of these sites, you know, it might be, that might be the way to do it for it to be lucrative without the craziness of trying to compete in maps. Either way, you're going to go down the thorny path regardless. Now, before I let you go, I, I do want anyone interested in the, uh, I have a forensic SEO training and I will be teaching that in January. And you can go to the sales page to get on the early bird list, forensic training, I'm sorry, forensic SEO training. Let me say that again, forensic SEO training.com. Now someone suggested that I might want to offer, you know, early birds a chance for a last minute tax deduction by offering a special price for those who pay in December. And so I'm going to think about that, but I just want to make sure, you know, if you, you want to, if, uh, if you want to do that, just just go there and just sign up to be on the list. You're not obligated to sign up. All right. Now, next week, I'll be at SEO Rockstars in Dallas, and it is possible that I'll put together an episode, but it might not be out next Friday. And that'll be like the first time I think that's happened since I started doing this. So pray for me. Uh, if any listeners are going, um, make sure, if you will, come up and introduce yourself. Uh, I'd like to... Um, I'd love to talk with you and just hang out there. It'll be fun. Well, that's going to do it for today. Remember, catch the daily Crawl or No Crawl reports. You can find them in YouTube. Just search for Crawl or No Crawl and you'll see it. Click uh, the link in the description. Uh, I'll also have it in there. Uh, thank you for being a listener. Thank you to the sponsors of Confessions that help support this work for themselves and others. And thank you uh, to Justin Morgan. If you would like to support this podcast and SEO research, there'll be a link in the description. Please subscribe. If you haven't settled on one source, 
and you're listening and wondering how you can find your way back here again, just Google Confessions of an SEO. You can't miss it. It's been my pleasure to be with you. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you in the service.